I'm scared. Oh no, it'll be great. That's we're friendly. <laughs> we're friendly yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Unless someone says something bad about you. I have to admit, I haven't been um, keeping up with all of the Hawkeye's podcast. Um, That's that okay. Out recently, I've I've given up. <laughs> no, I haven't given up. I just have a lot to catch up on. As they start recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, show ever. You know? <laughs> no, that's fun. That we have. There are a lot of episodes. You know, he's made uh, like eighty movies or something. You know. Yeah. So, and we've done uh, almost fifty episodes. Oh my oh. god. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah I, feel, I feel like I feel like he's become uh, like the next. That was eight degrees, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, whatever that yeah. degrees is, mm-hmm. ninety-eight degrees. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's it's uh, he's become kind of next level. It's gonna be like uh, like three degrees of Ethan Hawke. Yeah, oh, yeah so totally. I feel like Kevin now. Bacon hasn't been as... Yeah, Kevin Bacon, I mean, he started doing TV. I don't know what's yeah, going on yeah. with Kevin like Bacon. I he's not as active yeah. lately. Yeah, but um, yeah, Ethan Hawke definitely has kind of cornered that market because he's been in movies with Selena Gomez, Angelina Jolie, uh, wow. you know, many, many Whoever people. Whoever the person um, was in... Um predestination who i oh sarah snook <laughs> from from uh succession um yeah okay well hi everyone i'm harper i'm jonathan and this is hot guys authentic knowledge and feelings i feel it i feel it I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, no. We shouldn't have a podcast. What? (laughs) Okay. Uh, today we have two very wonderful guests. Uh, they are dear, dear friends of ours and introduced me to the movie we're going to talk about today. It's Kelsey and Kyle Taylor. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thanks for joining Hi. us. I know we already were talking, but I had to get that in there. Yeah. yeah. We're professionals. Yeah, we are. We're very professional. Um, yeah. So you guys, what's your relationship like with Ethan Hawke? Like, have you seen many of his <laughs> movies outside of Predestination, which we're talking about today? Waking Life. Oh, Waking Life. Yes, <laughs> yes. I know that's a favorite. We, we actually had you on that episode briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't yeah. really seen, besides Predestination, I haven't really seen many movies with him recently. Oh, my captain. Um, oh, Captain, my captain. Oh, Captain, my I, captain. I remember, yeah, I remember Possibly. watching that show where he was like, I think it was one of his first ones that's like a kid and they are like making some rocket ship. Or something. Yes. Yeah, we watched that in Pirates of Hawkeyes. That's yeah. his very first yeah. movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember that. But then also, um, I think my only like connection with him recently besides watching Predestination is uh, with Maya Hawk. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from from uh, from Stranger Things the oh. last, last season. Yeah. yeah, that's that's his daughter, and she plays Robin. What on Stranger Things? I'm gonna Google her right now. Yeah, it's Google not, her. She's the daughter, the daughter of with Uma Thurman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I already forgot her name, so I just typed in Ethan. Uh, yeah. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> haven't watched much Ethan Hawke stuff uh, recently. Um, oh, she's that girl. Crazy. I do appreciate him as an actor. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate his his range, you could say. And I feel I feel like this movie, Predestination, uh, really kind of pushed his range as an actor. So totally, I would yeah, agree with that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelsey, well, how about you? So Waking Life and Dead Poets Society. And this <laughs> yeah, one? I guess that's it. And that one movie that we watched because of the first episode of Hawkeyes. Right, explores. <laughs> yeah, yeah Hawk is just great. Oh, good. Love I'm glad him. you have a positive opinion of him. Yeah, I guess aside from. Um, Waking Life, because I, I didn't even know that was uh, Ethan Hawke at the time. I really only knew him from um, Predestination. Really, what a wild and <laughs> <laughs> I know. We we watched something recently. He was like a random miscellaneous character in it, and we're like, "Hey, there's Ethan Hawke." Oh yeah. Was, Every time was, we see Ethan Hawke now, we like freak out. I can't remember <laughs> if it was like a TV show or. Huh. We, uh, we've like i mean with the whole quarantine thing going on we've been, you've been watching lost track of days day. i mean <laughs> yeah like yeah. night becomes day day becomes night you know constantly uh, watching media man. yeah yeah exactly so we've kind of been that whole binge mode uh but it's now like binging movies um so, so we maybe we something. will go back yeah. and watch a lot of ethan hawk movies this is now the time yeah this is definitely the time i would definitely recommend the before series you know yeah, well, you have, first you have to listen to all of our episodes. Yes, listen to every episode okay. of Hot Guys. To, to help you decide which, yeah. you know. Especially the then episodes we'll where the we barely talk about the movies. Mm-hmm. Those will really help you hone in. <laughs> this your, is my, uh, my daily five-minute reminder to have you all just uh, get reminded to subscribe to the Hot Guys podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If um, you're listening right now and haven't subscribed, what's wrong with you? <laughs> the ultimate hype, man. um cool well i yeah i just wanted to say that so uh you two introduced me to predestination i had never heard of it before this was before we had even conceived of this podcast and um i spent a lot of time at your apartment back in the day and um and feeding you as our daughter yes you fed me um every monday and then sometimes we'd watch like Uh, yeah, and sometimes we'd watch some movies. We watched um, What Happened to Monday. That was a fun one. You were there for that, right, I Jonathan? was there yeah. for that, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we watched this movie, which was, like, so mind-blowing to me. I don't know, because I just knew Ethan Hawke at the time. I just knew him as, like, you know, that guy from the before movies, mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. I watched this, and I was like, oh, he does, like, weird genre stuff. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah. we just like time travel movies, so I don't know. Ethan yeah. Hawke just like somehow fit into the, this grand scheme of everything. Totally. Now uh, talking about him on Hawkeyes, this is kind of actually giving me predestination vibes right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, I'm sure one of us went back to the past to plant predestination so that all of these yeah. things could happen. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> when did you guys first watch it? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Oh, did I, we like force you to watch it with us again? Because we yeah, like, you had seen it before. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. When, and when and you Kyle, over, you had it like on a flash it. drive or something because you were like, "Oh, we won't have yes. to. We won't have to get this illegally because I already have it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's when we which uh, I like, may have gotten the, illegally. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> what was that thing we like hacked the? Oh, like, it was the Amazon thing, but yeah, it was like it was like the the. Fire, Fire stick. stick, yeah, yeah, we hacked um, it, hacked the system. But yeah, so we could I, watch any I've, movie. I've loved like time travel movies. I mean, uh, since I was a kid, I was always into like those sci-fi movies and stuff. 
So uh, I've always kind of been on like this whole track of watching these movies about time traveler, like the time traveler's wife, or oh, you know, there's this whole one like uh, Kate and Leopold. It's about a time oh. traveler that goes back in time, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I was just kind of going down. I guess it was like a Reddit thread or something like that of like the top ten time travel movies, or those like Inception style. Like, am I allowed to say the f word on this yeah. podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like mindfuck style movies, <laughs> movies that are just like they they blow your mind. It's like a whole change of plot. And it, uh, I was going down this list, but Predestination. Everyone just kept raving about it. Like, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. So. Uh, secretly, I watched it first on my computer, like in the middle of the day while I was working. It was just kind of like a side <laughs> thing. And I was like, I really need to pay attention to this. This is one of those things where the plot is all over the place. And I really need to kind of focus it on like little details. Uh, so then I watched it that night with Kelsey, and we loved it. And then the next day when you came over, we were like, you have to watch this movie. <laughs> oh, so, so you had just like, watched it the day before. <laughs> we had just watched it the day before. That's, so and that's amazing. Wow. It is one of those movies, though, where, like, the more you watch it, the more you'll start picking up on small things that are like, oh, my God, I never even noticed those details. So Yeah. Did you guys watch it, like, again recently? We watched we, it. Yeah, this, I, this is the first time podcast? I watched it. We watched it, like, oh. last week. Yeah, we watched it last week. And okay. you had the last time you had seen it, right, was when you were yeah. at their house, right? Okay. So there was another uh, – we were, we were, like, on a date one time, and we were at the <laughs> uh, the Echo Park, like, and we were, like, doing those little – do you remember this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing the little boats at the, the Echo Swan Park. The Swan things. And this was, already, this yeah. was already after we had started the podcast. Yeah. And you were just, like, dying to get to Predestination. And you were like, <laughs> Jonathan, I have to tell you the plot of this movie right now. <laughs> And I was like, all right, go for it. And she explained the entire plot to me. And seeing it, it was still completely fresh to me. Because I think having it explained to you, it makes no sense. Yes. <laughs> Unless you actually yeah. watch it. And then it, and then it makes oh, sense. Like, literally you- re-watching it yesterday, I was like, I feel like I've never seen this movie. Because it's like unveiling so much more. Every time you watch it, I'm like, oh my God, that makes much so much more sense now. And then Kyle has to explain something to me and I'm yep. like, that I would have like never picked up on. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, if you want to get even more confused, <laughs> just go on Google and like look up timeline charts of this movie. And there's like, it's just all over the place. It's like an elliptical. And then it has like a, a launch point that comes off of another point of the plot. And then there's another point that goes off and connects to the beginning and, Right, it's, yeah. it's crazy. So yeah. Do you have Do you have other uh, favorite time travel movies? Um. So actually, I just was going to start one recently. Uh, it was on Netflix. Um, and it was about like a, a like two guys that escaped from a like I don't know UFO cult. Um, I want to watch that. That sounds good. Yeah, we were we started we started it for like ten minutes, and I'm we like, oh, this is going to be too serious. <laughs> We need to have some time to actually uh, set this up. I remember that. And then we were like, let's watch um, Undercover Boss instead. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't remember the name at the moment. We've been watching um, a lot, I feel, lately, but I feel like I never remember. Uh, Annihilation. Was Annihilation was also a really good one. It uh-huh. was kind of with like time travel, alternate reality type of scenarios. Uh, but just, yeah, it's, it's like always kind of a, a joy to watch those because they're kind of off the beaten path of like standard movie plots, uh, like these big budget yeah, you movies. You can't guess what's going to so happen. So you kind of get like this, you get this like art house cinema vibes where there's kind of like these like unknown actors, but they're doing, they're pouring their heart and soul into the roles and like you get these great movies coming from it. So, um, 
Another time travel thing. It's actually not a movie, but it's a TV show. But we were watching it, uh, and it's called Dark. It's on Netflix. Oh, that's uh, been on my watch seasons. list forever. That's a German show, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I mean, once you get past the subtitles, like just get over that little hump. It's amazing. I'm. We're waiting for season three, like eagerly. It's so mind blowing. It's like if you took Stranger Things, but just like totally it's like twisted Stranger reality. Things plus predestination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree because I, I I like time travel as well, and I do like the the sort of potential um, plot elements that you that you open up once you start messing with and like the moral Did you know that Kyle never saw uh, Back to the Future? What? I, I literally t- just forced Kyle to watch Back. Yeah, talking about time future. travel movies. Sorry, yeah. Jonathan, I didn't want wow, to remember, just remember this my this fact. Yeah, that, that feels like an essential building shared. block of, of time travel <laughs> I know. films. Yeah. For someone who loves time travel movies, I was like, how have you not seen Back to the Future? So we binged all uh, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I've just seen the first one. Yeah, I think I've seen the first two, mm-hmm. but it was a long time ago. Um, have you seen Mr. Nobody? That feels like something that would be up your alley. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, have I, I really that? like that one too. Yeah, it has, um, what's it? That's Jared Sarah, Leto. Uh, that, yeah, Jared Leto in it. I don't know. And, yeah, and it's like I can't remember the plot 100, percent but something about how he like becomes his own grandpa, but he like lives forever. Yeah, but it's it's. But I'm my weird. own grandpa song. I'm my own grandpa it was in predestination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Justin, what were you saying about time travel movies? Oh no, yeah, just that it opens up to a lot of different um, concepts and like moral questions and all those kinds of mm-hmm. things, and also like logical questions because you know so many different time travel movies have their own. Um, concept of how it would, of how it would time work works. and they you know yeah. like yeah. a lot of them fall into these broad categories like open loop closed loop and all these different things and then you can do a lot you can mess around a lot in like within those two types of um stories but i think it is important to like have a pretty consistent um when you make a time travel movie i think you have to know exactly how time travel works in your movie mm-hmm. most of the time for it to work um the movie that this made me think the most of was Looper. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? Looper? I've seen Looper. I don't know if you've oh, seen it. Maybe we'll watch Looper tonight. I saw Looper, but kind of like you, Kelsey, I have no memory of anything that happened in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe. Is that the one that has um, Justin Timberlake in no, it? Just, just no, Jordan that's uh, In Time. Mm. Oh, oh, I, oh, I did love that movie, though. That was really fun. <laughs> Little little fun story actually. Um, back when I was working at Fox as like an intern, uh, I had to go and grab like smoothies for some people, and I was in this line <laughs> grabbing smoothies, and this guy like right behind me was like frustrated, trying to contact like the people in front of me, trying to give him his order like over my shoulder. I turn around, and it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm in a rush. I'm trying to get back to set." And I'm like, "Oh, it's all good. I, I loved you in Looper. <laughs> like, that's like my only communication." <laughs> I was the extra I mean, in um, Don John. Oh, so there's yeah. there's our like connection right there. Yeah, there we go. Wow, <laughs> wow. that's fun. But, uh, yeah, he like looked at me all confused and then just grabbed his smoothie and like walked out. <laughs> I'm that's like, all funny. right, I guess he doesn't get that that much. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it does it does remind me a lot kind of the plot of Looper as well, where uh, your time you're dealing with time loops instead of time travel. It's kind of like everything is in a cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's also like the and- consequences for your what your future self and your past self and also yeah, the whole thing about like a shadowy organization and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I want to watch Looper now. 
Yeah, I don't want to say too much in that case, but <laughs> what's uh, what's your guys' like first experience with a time travel movie? Like, what's the thinking back? What was your first time travel movie you saw? Oh well, I think a big one for me. Probably, I mean, Back to the Future is probably actually the first one I saw because to me, Back to the Future is just like always in my memory. I can't remember a time mm-hmm. when I hadn't actually seen mm-hmm. that movie. Um, but I would say like a kind of formative one for me is actually Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, that's Whoa. that's a right, big yeah. one about with a closed time loop, you know, mm-hmm. where everything that they were going to do, they had already done and it was cyclical um, yeah. and they mm-hmm. use a time turner in that. And that that I think is actually a really good example of a time travel movie. Yeah, I completely Whoa. blanked on that, by the way. I totally forgot about the whole time turner device and like Harry Potter. And I'm like, you're I talking know, about time travel and Harry Potter. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. When I think of Wait. Harry Potter, I completely like glaze over the fact that there was time travel at any point in time. <laughs> yeah, it was only for the one. And then they, in the fifth book, they destroy, ugh, so nerdy, but in the fifth book, they destroy all of the time turners so that that's not like a something that's available to them anymore. Probably for the best. Probably, yeah, because Hermione goes kind of crazy because she's, like, taking every class she could possibly take, and she's, like, never sleeping. Like, she's supposed to be using it so that she has more time to work, but also to sleep, but she, like, never sleeps. So she's Damn kind of Hermione. on edge that entire book. Yeah, that is pretty unique because you usually think of, of of time travel as, like, a science fiction thing mm-hmm. and not as much as a fantasy thing. Yeah. But it, work, it mm-hmm. works in fantasy as well. Worlds collide. But I think a formative one for me, I would say, is terminator 2 mm, yes um which is not explicitly i mean the overarching plot is about time travel but the main story within the movie is not necessarily about time travel um mm-hmm. but time travel is, uh, is very important in the terminator universe so yeah yeah mine would be um this actually is the one that got me into the whole time travel movies with uh butterfly effect Oh, I watched that like yeah. a million years ago. I rented I it from Hollywood it. Video. I don't even. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Black it was Buster. like the same scare for me. I was like sick one day. And so I was like looking through our like VHS records that we had like underneath my TV. And I found like Butterfly Effect. I've never seen it. So I put it in. And I was like expecting to be this cool Ashton Kutcher show. Cause I liked, I liked that 70s show. So I was uh-huh. like, oh, it's going to be this Ashton Kutcher type of movie with him being like funny and stuff. I was like, wow, this is really serious. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like what got me into this whole idea of time travel and stuff. And uh, yeah, it got me down this endless loop, this endless cycle. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. But I know the kind of like I concept of the butterfly effect mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah. yeah, but I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Cool. Time travel. You love to see it. Time yeah. travel. Love <laughs> it. Gotta have it. Well, should we talk about predestination? Should we get into it? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gladly. There's I so took much notes. to talk about with that. There's, yeah, there's a lot. To yeah, do. there's a lot to talk about. I My first note that I took was, wow, this is an Australian movie. <laughs> yes, the Spirit. <laughs> so it's directed by the Spirit Brothers, who also directed Daybreakers. I don't know if you guys watched that. Um, oh, it's another it's okay familiar. you guys would really enjoy it I'm gonna just right now I'm telling you you need to watch this put it on your list it's I think right. it's free on Favorite Tubi course. just like Predestination was mm-hmm. um, but it's a vampire movie starring Ooh. Ethan Hawke and oh, Willem oh. Dafoe and Sam Neill and it's oh, directed by the Spirit Brothers list. and it's kind of about a world where uh, most people are vampires and they're running out of humans to feed on. It's very fun. Very, like, dystopian oh, uh, vampire. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's by the same directors as Predestination. Um, oh. Yeah, and uh, Australian. They're Australian. Um, and Sarah Snook, Australia. who's in this movie, is also an Australian actress. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the it's Australians, kind of like... I, I've said this before. The Australians are always, always tricking me. Mm-hmm. I didn't always know Hugh Jackman <laughs> was Australian. The big one that I didn't know was Rose Byrne. I watched like several seasons of Damages. I had no idea she was Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I so, think yeah. Um, uh, that guy from True Blood, that's the biggest, like, Aust- an Australian tricked me, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> was it Sookie's brother, Jason? Jason that sounds Stackhouse. like the name of a, of a trashy reality show, The Australians <laughs> Tricked Me. <or> <laughs> yeah, coming to TLC. You know, isn't, isn't Hugh Jackman also, like, Australian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Hidden Australians. Mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i think he's maybe let his australianness show a little bit more maybe because he does more interviews but i don't know when i was younger i didn't realize he was australian and mm-hmm. i had seen like the x-men movies when i was a kid so mm-hmm. yeah he's very canadian in the x-men movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny um yeah so yeah this movie starts with ethan hawk narrating which is just like such a classic ethan hawk movie yeah. move he's always oh. narrating um so that was fun to see again um, but yeah, so he's a time traveling agent who's trying to stop someone called the Fizzle Bomber. Uh, so love that name. Love the Fizzle Bomber. That's <laughs> um, no, actually my second note. I wrote down Fizzle Bomber. <laughs> love. Honestly, like that name sounds like someone who would go to like a lush and just buy up all the bathtubs, <laughs> like, like a bathtub, and be like, oh. "Wow, so, that's so yeah. fun!" Yeah, that should be it. <laughs> Yeah, if like predestination memes existed, you know, yeah, if there was enough yeah, of a market for that. I'm <laughs> like an ASMR, like, you know, YouTube channel called the Fizzle Bomber. And they're just like, you know, testing bath bombs from Lush. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think we could corner the market on predestination memes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Ethan Hawke gets uh, a little blown up in his in his quest to stop the Fizzle Bomber, or yeah, well, like right off the bat, right off the bat, and he requires some reconstructive surgery. And uh, when he comes out of it, he looks so different. He says his mother wouldn't even recognize him. Yeah. yeah so I mean, spoiler alert: was it even Ethan Hawke that gets blown up? Yeah. Or a spoiler alert: who's his mother? spoiler alert would you fuck your past self (laughs) i feel like a lot of this podcast is gonna be spoiler alert yeah it's hard to it's hard to talk it's hard to talk about this movie in a linear way because like as we mentioned it's a time it's a cyclical cyclical time travel movie yeah and it starts at the end yes it does so even just like the way it's narratively structured is is complicated mm-hmm. yeah. yeah at the bar didn't he even make a joke saying like Haha, go fuck yourself that's funny or i feel like, something <laughs> like that i think so yeah. <laughs> yeah um oh he said son of a bitch that's funny uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that too yeah and there's that whole joke of like what came first the chicken or the egg mm-hmm. yeah i the, feel like that was a reoccurring the rooster yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's fun yeah, so then once he recovers from his reconstructive surgery, he goes on to what we believe is like his last mission as a temporal agent. And then we mm-hmm. get the title card. It says predestination. He spreads across the screen. I just love a good title card. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so we know Ethan Hawke is this temporal agent, but then he's like, we're suddenly in the 70s or something, and he's a bartender. Yeah. Um, and there's a guy that comes in at, and sits at the bar, and they talk for a while. The first, the first note I have, I think this might have been the first thing that happens after the title card. 
uh, is his watch has like a, you know, plenty of watches have a date function, but his watch also has a year function. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it has like, and you see like 1970, whatever. Yeah. Which is obviously, That's- you know, tells you that he, he has to have that so he knows where he is. Whereas most people obviously don't need a need to year know what function the year is, on, their, yes. on their watch. Yeah. Speaking about that watch too, I, I love like collecting watches and just finding like really cool watches. And so when I saw this movie, I got obsessed with that watch. And I'm like, I got to find myself watch. that watch. It is a real watch, but actually for the date and time things, what they did is they actually removed the face of the watch and put paper like stickers in there with <laughs> oh, the wow. uh, movie magic. So that's actually not part of the watch. That was like a prop they actually had to make for him that had like these custom stickers that you put on the watch face. It was really cool. That's, that's very fun. cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So they just kind of like took apart a real watch and then made it into put put in yeah, the year basically. Yeah. That's so cool. it is. It's like the uh, the date was an actual real function on it, but like the year part right, of it was right, actually right. a sticker that they could swap out and change it. And oh, stuff. It looked real. Can you imagine having to like go on a watch and like flip through the entire time thing to get to different years? Like that'd be insane. <laughs> You'd be spinning that for months. Yeah. 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 Does his watch automatically adjust, or does he have to manually reset it every time he jumps through? Oh, yeah, because that's like a or whatever. That's not a digital watch. That's an analog watch. <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah. Because no, can... I've had that. I've had that happen to me where like I'll I'm I'm trying to change the date, and this was okay. This is really stupid, but I I didn't always know that you that any watch with like a a, a date function you can turn it separately from the hours. I didn't always know that. So I there was a time where I like would spin the hands over and over until I got to the new day, which takes so long. And so there have been that. times where I've like blown past the date by like a oh, single no. day. And on a watch you can't go backwards, you can only go forwards. So I had to like go like go the full thirty one days yeah. again. And now I know that you just pull it out like you don't pull it out all the way and then you can just twist the date instead of just the hands and it goes much faster yeah but um yeah so, we, all, we all learn yeah, these things the hard way that's like an interesting side discussion too so like if his watch is analog in the movie how come the year keeps changing on that watch like if, if the year was changing i'm it's guessing that his like, clothes would have to be like degrading and stuff like that too a time travel agent watch i'm sure yeah, yeah i think it's provided travel, to him yeah watch, part of the like, you know. Part of the part of the high tech that they're provided, I guess, mm-hmm. must be. Yeah. Yeah, like with must his be. uh what is it, like a trumpet case or something? Violin. Yeah. Yeah. Violin yeah. case, yeah. 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 Um Yeah, so the this man is sitting at the bar talking to Ethan Hawke and um tells says that, that like he has a crazy life story. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and yeah. Ethan Hawke says, "Like, okay, I'll, I'll like bet you for it. Like, you can have this whole bottle of of whiskey or whatever if if it's the craziest story I've ever heard." And so, basically, it launches into like a whole flashback. Like this uh, this person in the bar is like telling us the story of their entire life. And yeah. um, and off the bat, they have this kind of like slightly contentious uh, dynamic. Like from the minute he sits down at the bar and is like. I don't know. He he's just Ethan Hawke like multiple times. He's like what, at bartender Ethan Hawke. He's like, "What's your deal?" Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but there's also like a kind of like a tension there too. I don't know. There's something like a little like sexual. It's oh weird yeah. Because I sure, think yeah. it's I okay. I'm gonna like go into this part of it where it's like you can. Co- so who's this actor? Like the actor that's not Ethan Hawke. Oh, I was Sarah just gonna refer Snow. to as past. Ethan Hawke, or who should I refer to this person? John. 
John. John. John. Yes, that's her name. Okay, so I feel like John. I. I feel weird. Am I allowed to just talk about like obviously we're talking about this movie? No spoiler alerts are a thing. I could just talk about it freely. Yeah, 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 yeah. the expectation oh, okay. is that the listener has already <laughs> seen this movie. Like if, if we're gonna go on this route, we should have so there, there's baby, there's Jane, mm-hmm. there's the John, there's barkeeper, uh-huh. and there's Fizzlebobber. Okay, Those so are like the five main characters. That's yes. great. Right, that's yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that is helpful. So John, I feel like is on the verge of passing as a man. Like you can tell, obviously, like this has been a journey, but I feel like there is like still feminine features that even John himself. Like, you can tell that there's, like, a lack of confidence or something that, mm-hmm. like, makes it seem like, oh, you, like, you actually, like, see me as, like, a passing man? Like, whoa. Like, there's, like, almost, like, that element of surprise that the bartender isn't, like, judging John for anything other than, like, what John is presenting as, which is, like, a man at a bar. Mm-hmm. Did you get that vibe at all? Because I was like, oh my gosh, Ethan Hawke is like almost like gaslighting, like past Ethan Hawke, aka John, to kind of like gain John's confidence and trust to like get all this information and like, you know, I don't know. Right, yeah, yeah, because he's he's basically sort of like playing dumb, but he already knows everything that's about to happen. He already knows. But the other thing is that he would have already experienced this once before as John. Mm-hmm. So he knows everything yeah. that he did before as the barkeeper as well. And everything well. that he was feeling and yeah. everything that he was experiencing in that time as John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it was all able to play out exactly the way it had to because it had already happened before. Yeah. 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 And that's interesting because, like, you know, memory is so fallible. Like That's true. That, that your perception of how it would have been would probably change but Mm -hmm. well the other thing though that's kind of an interesting feature that they use throughout the movie is this these like cassette tape recordings that he Mm -hmm. makes for himself that he leaves like in all the places he's about to be oh yeah so he like listens so that he can orient himself in time with his mission and also like with the path that he's on Mm -hmm. i think yeah yeah so was that like again, not to spoiler or anything, but what, do you think that that was his previous self that like would have failed the mission in the past that then goes through the details and the brief for the future version of him when he gets to that scenario? Hmm. Do you feel like he's done this mission like a hundred times? Maybe I don't know. Although I, I I wonder if because the 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 agency is like so strict that like. Because he was basically, like, he, the guy was basically saying, like, if you screw up, you get, like, killed, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if like, f- maybe failure just isn't an option and he has to be super prepared uh, every time he oh. goes. Here's uh, another layer deeper on that, too. The more you time travel with these devices, the more you become susceptible to, uh, like, psychosis. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... If he has done this like a hundred times, I mean, is this story even happening, or is this all just a psychosis Whoa. event from him? It's true. Damn. Yeah. True. Who can say? Taking <laughs> <laughs> um, it one step deeper. <laughs> I've been watching off topic, but I've been watching the Vampire Diaries recently for the first time, and there's this um, 
thing in the vampire diaries that's like a ring that a couple people have that protects you from dying from like a supernatural creature but every time you are killed by a supernatural creature you come back but you've spent a little time being dead and every time it kind of like drives you a little bit crazy and you don't know that it's happening to you and it's like i just thought that was kind of an interesting Mm -hmm. comparison to this uh this time traveling situation yeah. Crazy. Vampires seem to have a lot in common with time travelers. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, they are time travelers. They're, they're uh, traveling through time just in a forward motion. They are, and uh, but they'd also they're also experiencing time differently because they're immortal. Right. So you know, yeah, lots in common. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah so the john the customer at the bar um says that he was born a little girl and left at an orphanage mm-hmm. um and she grows up being just kind of like different than all of the other girls yeah um and she but she's also and she's also really smart and interested in math and science so when she's like 18 a guy from the government comes to recruit jane for this uh, organization called space corp which is like basically like women to go to space with astronauts so they can fuck. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say yeah. the first time and probably the second time I watched this movie, I completely just like blew over that fact. Like it didn't like register in my mind that that's why they were going to space to like be like space fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it all clicked eventually but i was like yeah because i don't think they explicitly say it but it's like so heavily implied that yeah yeah. it's yeah because she's primarily so there's like an interview process where she's like sitting there in front of a panel of like government men and also astronauts and then they say something like you know she's she's pretty isn't she and like all these kind of like like, are you a virgin and what else did they say and they said like we had a bunch of issues with previous like people who have come into this job role who are i guess like uh uh like right women's rights activists yeah (laughs) you're not about that women's lib are you yeah yeah yeah. um i feel like i feel like that point though was great because it's like it's also addressing what's what was actually going on during that time when we had like space travel was like the the big thing for our country is that a real thing and uh space corp was not a real thing well no no like how space (laughs) travel was like at the top of everyone's charts and that's what they wanted to do like everyone wanted to become an astronaut everyone wanted to go to space and so like yeah and then like the abilities that they were looking for for these women where they had to be like really smart but they also had to be really like uh had like a high energy drive really fit yeah because it's like it's gonna be like one woman going up with like three or four men so they have to have that that stamina that stamina (laughs) oh god um yeah the other thing i really liked about space corp was like the imagery Mm -hmm. um at the in the building so it's all like it's all white and blue and the the girls that are like trying out for space corp they all wear these outfits that are like kind of like handmaid's tail but they're like blue instead of red you know they have these like weird bonnet things and Mm -hmm. yeah it was it's very interesting looking um like space, uh, not space, airline. like airline. Yeah. yeah, giving me like old vintage airline outfits. Space mm-hmm. stewardesses. Yeah, this, space stewardesses. Yes. This made me think of. Um, I read this. <laughs> I read this article once where the author was trying to figure out if like astronauts masturbated in space <laughs> and like <laughs> they the he talked like whoever it was like talked to NASA. NASA was like kind of like 
they they were kind of prudish about it. They're like, oh, you know, the blah blah blah. They they kind of just didn't want to answer that kind yeah. of question. Um, and then some of my astronauts said like the basically like, well, th- th- it's just speculation basically, but um, that you could, but it would be hard to because space is so shared. Mm-hmm. But also like you know like when going to the bathroom and stuff like that it's kind of a similar situation like space is so everyone is in each other's space so like any sort of like private moments you kind of get good at like uh you know y- y- being able to like kind of look just the other like way allowing and give someone people, to, yeah, yeah give people their like whatever sort of privacy they need um and there is there was there is one there was one married couple that like were on the iss together mm-hmm. once so which is kind of an interesting interesting thing yeah, I saw a story recently about like how they were gonna send an all women space uh, crew so that like no one would have sex, and everyone was like, "Okay." <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> um, yeah. So, but Jane gets kicked out of Space Corp uh, because she uh, she gets in a fight with another woman, and they they do like a kind of more in-depth physical than she'd ever had before because one of the things she says is that she was never sick as a child so she just like never really went to the doctor um was never really checked out and so in their in the physical they like discover something about her that they never tell her which seems wrong yeah uh, but they don't they don't tell her what it is but it disqualifies her from from going but she just space. thought that she was getting disqualified from the yeah fight. yeah she thought that was what it was but it wasn't um and it's also i think important to mention that there's this guy named robertson who's one of who's the government guy that brought her in in the first place um and so he is the one who has to like tell her she's being let go from the from the trials and um and seems to like feel bad about it and want to and he keeps her in mind um yeah. Although, if we're going down that whole that whole route of psychosis again, I also feel like Robertson may have been a red herring in this movie. Oh, where do you it think was more of like a figment of him, just like continually saying, "I have to travel some more. I have to keep doing this. I have to keep doing this." Interesting. So, that's... that's because like there's not much of a backstory with Robertson and like this whole government agency and like this whole mystery thing. Ooh. So. Mm-hmm. It's true, yeah. yeah, the other thing about Robertson is it seems like he looks the same all the time. So he is yeah. presumably always from 1985 and coming back to the past to like yeah, but then to guide her to or him at this the right moments, you know? Yeah, but he has to be doing a shit ton of oh, time yeah. travel and, then oh, yeah. to like, maintain that. A note also, um, what I liked about this movie with the whole time travel, it's like, you know, some people go crazy with it. And it's like, oh, you know, you can go back to the dinosaurs and stuff. But this one, it actually had a a, a like, limit limitations. Yeah, so you had uh, like fifty years forward and back from zero point, and zero point was nineteen eighty five. So you can go fifty years back, or you can go fifty years into the future. I think we only see him going back this entire time. We don't see any future traveling past nineteen eighty five. But mm-hmm. right. uh, yeah, that's what was really interesting. Well, then I guess this. he could just stay always there and like be the puppet master, right? He like doesn't time travel at all. Well, that's that's where I think. Uh, I'm not going to jump ahead, but I think that's where more <laughs> the end of the movie comes Ah, across. the end of the movie I still confuses me to this day. Because <laughs> don't, we, don't we don't see any forward time travel, but there is notes of forward time travel. Yes, that's true. Um, I think I'm going to learn something about this movie through this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so when she's uh, kicked out of Space Corp, uh, she goes to like be like a mother's helper in a household, and um, she also takes finishing classes so she could be like you know more traditional woman. Um, so she won't just uh, fight a random person <laughs> when she's doing her training. <laughs> yeah, um, and then she outside of her class, she says she meets a handsome rich man who says he'd take care of her, um, and uh, they're together rich. for. Yeah, well, he pulls out hundreds. Yeah, he pulls uh, hundreds out of his pockets. It's more money she'd ever seen at one time, and uh, learning. Yeah, and and so you know she thinks she's they're in love and that it's going well, but then one day he just like disappears on her. He says he'll be right back, and then never comes back when they're just sitting in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally Robertson, the government guy, comes back to recruit her for something, but then she finds out she's pregnant, so she can't <gasps> join. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and so then when she has the baby by C-section, um they discover that she has both male and female reproductive organs and um that the the, like the c-section delivery like destroyed her female reproductive organs so severely that they just removed them and then reconstructed all of her male like reproductive organs um Mm -hmm. to turn her into a man (laughs) like they just made this decision for her yeah Yeah. which just that just seems so reasonable (sighs) yeah Yeah. it's it's very (laughs) but i mean it's 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 something that like I, you know I don't know how much this happens before but like decisions about especially with like intersex babies um, this is something that happened very well into like the 90s that doctors and and sometimes even without the parents consent would make a decision one way or the other about the baby's gender mm-hmm. and wow. um, without you know and not allow like the baby to grow up into an adult and like make that decision right. for themselves. That's right. um, like a, it's a very real thing that happens, or happened, and who knows, you know, could still happen. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Uh, it's like, hey, you're a man now. You yeah, that's it. No yeah. That's it. And uh, you're gonna have to come back for more surgery. Yeah. So then she ends up needing like four surgeries, but um, you know, at the same time, well, he and at the same time that he has this new baby but the baby is kidnapped right right so then all Can't of catch a break yeah so now all of now john's energy is going into like you know turning oh, into a man can we mention that um jane like grew up in an orphanage and like her number one goal in life was to like make sure she has a child that would never like grow up without parents yes yeah yeah, yeah. And yes. look where she is now mm-hmm. that's so true kidnapped baby who knows about the parentage. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, I, yeah. I, I noticed too. Um, I'm not sure if I remember this, but before she <laughs> had the surgery, she wasn't really ever smoking that much. And then as soon as she had the mm. surgery, she started smoking a lot to, I guess, deepen her voice, also oh, have yeah. more of a grumbly man voice. Because there's that scene where She's he is now practicing yeah. his new voice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and like smoking like chain smoking after that trying to just have this deeper more grumbly man voice i felt so bad for i feel like i almost don't want to say him because like i feel like this was like not a choice it's like she didn't say i want to be a man yeah yeah (laughs) because because in that scene she's basically like saying like i'm john hi i'm john hi i'm john and then 
stops and then says hi i'm jane and it like feels so much more natural and starts to like, cry basically my heart's breaking yeah pretty pretty rough yeah. that one tugs at my heartstrings <laughs> okay Whew. yeah this movie gets deep, guys yeah um so yeah and just this whole time we're like seeing all of this happen but it's still like john telling the story to the barkeeper and it's being told through flashbacks um and then uh john gets to this point where he's like uh saying that he had like uh he wasn't shooting blanks anymore like he could produce mm-hmm. you know sperm yeah, and then <laughs> yeah and then and then ethan hawk says welcome to the tribe you don't think that that's gonna like be important at all and in the moment when that line like happens you're just like okay <laughs> yeah and at this point they're like sitting like they're sitting at one of the tables they're sitting like super close to each other just like yeah the, out. like <laughs> i just i i I still don't even like think of it as bro. I mean, it's kind of growing out, but it's like also like to me, that's like they have like a lot of sexual tension. I mm-hmm. feel like I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, totally. Because yeah. it's all like kind of. I mean, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that like Ethan Hawke as the bartender temporal agent is uh, on a covert mission. You know, he has a goal and he's being kind of sneaky about it. And there's something about that like acting sneaky that's like a little sexual. Right. You know, and I think that's maybe where it comes from. Or maybe every time you see Ethan Hawke on screen, you're just like. just like, ooh, Ethan. (laughs) Here's a question. Do you think John is bi? Um, Or is liking women considered being a lesbian? I don't. I I think that. um, This is very confusing. Because I really don't understand if John really identifies as a man. Yeah, right, I would yeah, say that John is like <laughs> fluid in gender and sexuality is what True. I would say. True. Probably, yeah. It's, yeah. But but fluid in that it was like forced. Yeah. On yeah. Him, forced you know, it's It's complicated and like unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn time travel. Yeah. Um... Yeah, time travel and also, like, patriarchy. You know, patriarchy, I think, is a big contributing factor to, like, you know, the fact that you have to either be one gender or the other. And that decision was taken away from Jane, who then became John, like, and had no say in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah. Um, Jonathan, what happens next? You want to sure in? Um, Some crazy shit happens next. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then I think the bartender says uh, that he's going to, like, show him. Yes. Or he basically kind of reveals that he knows what's going yeah. on. Uh, I forgot exactly what blood. he says. The barkeeper but... kind of just drops the mask and is just like, hey, so if I could put you in front of the person that basically ruined your entire life, mm-hmm. would you kill them? Yeah. And, and John's like, hell yeah. Like, I but would also, do like, what the fuck? <laughs> How and, do you know? You're and lying. then, yeah. And then, like, Ethan Hawke, you know, just starts saying, like, okay, well, I know that you used to be, like, named this. I know your whole backstory. I know what happened right, right, to you. I yeah. know your, like, favorite song or whatever. Like, it's all the stuff that a random barkeeper should never know about you. And it it's trippy. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a very surreal moment in like the entire movie because up yeah. until this point, it is very much just like, oh, la la, back, la, back, or what do you call it? Flashback. Back, flash. And it's just kind of like very lit. Like it is linear, and then now it's like, all right, we're gonna fuck shit up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little, yeah. The evolution of John's character also has taken what, like, thirty-five years to get to the point where they're in that bar, yeah. and then like all of a sudden, a that dream. thirty-five years gets wrapped up in like five seconds. Yeah, from the barkeeper's point, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So then Ethan Hawke kind of like brings John into the the organization and says we prevent crimes before they happen, which made me think of Minority Report, yes, a movie yes, that comes up a yes, lot yes, yes, yes. on the show. Um, <laughs> weirdly, yeah. Like I had never seen Minority Report, and then Jonathan showed it to me one time, and then suddenly Wait, it was like my Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I think I've seen it. Yeah, and like it's, that pre-crime division. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not Is crime travel, really but like, it's like. It's like a- guy yes yeah <laughs> okay i've seen it <laughs> yeah it's not time travel but like these the these people can see into the future basically mm-hmm. so precogs yeah. yeah oh that yeah. was a cool movie i totally forgot about that movie and then yeah, that like fancy lexus it looks like it's driving backwards but it's actually driving i don't backwards. remember that part but it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah um but yeah so ethan hawk brings uh john back to like 1960 whatever um to yeah he's like his time travel equipment is like in the basement of the bar yes yeah so he brings john down to the basement and like fiddles with the dates on his violin case (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh they go back and and he's like, all right, here's like, here's a gun and some money. And, you know, this, per- this, the guy is going to be in this place at this time. And when he goes there, he meets Jane and realizes yeah. that he himself is the guy that ruined his own life. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. Wow. Crazy. What a, what a <laughs> twist. What, what a twist. At that point, like, wouldn't you feel like some sort of obligation to like not like follow with the plan like i would just be like oh fuck this yeah but also you have to put yourself into john's shoes and what john has gone through to get to the point where he is now and he's like i don't want to ruin this for her she I, has this uh, whole life i guess that's a, a, a person because i would just be like i exit this before, right now she might have a chance at a good life before they traveled though remember but ethan hawk's ethan hawk character said you cannot mess with the past like the past if you mess True. with the past they will come after you and kill you well whatever maybe it's a chance worth taking and I think also, though, I think that John is remembering what it's like to be Jane and be in love in that True. relationship. And also, like, knows that he can give Jane the happiness that he never that she had never felt before in her life. Like, he is able to, Ugh. like, give that to her. And she had never felt that way before. Yeah. You know? I know. I think that's, this like... This is, I feel like, a classic case of Jane slash John having really low self-confidence in themselves because if he... If John removed himself from the situation, maybe Jane would find love. Like he had such low confidence in himself that he was like, "Oh, I'm her only chance at ever feeling happiness." Like, come on. Yeah, understandable. But also at that time, John remembers that Jane was going through this whole time where she was like this home nanny that was basically just a hired slave at the time, and uh, was like reading confessional magazines. Like it was like that's true. I forgot about this part where he gets famous. So so Jane was like obsessed (laughs) with love at this point. I mean, if yeah. she was reading these confessionals nonstop, waiting for her moment to be like one of those people that has a confessional. Oh, well, maybe it still would have happened though. 
Well, I we can know. never know. I, like, and well, also, really I mean, the, the the next question, though, is, is this actually an open time travel situation or is it a closed time travel situation and there's really no changing anything? Because I, you know, to me. yeah, because if it's but open, then maybe John could have removed himself and she could have lived a different life. And then, you know, back to the future, John would have disappeared, whatever. Yeah. But, um, cool. but, you know, we can't know because I didn't do that. <laughs> but they could have a predestination too, exploring alternate timelines. Actually, we were talking about predestination. Oh, <laughs> but like following someone else who is like stuck in the loop, like having a whole separate movie. Like, if what's the main guy's name? The, the guy bike? stuck in the eighties. No. Oh, the, Robertson. The master, Robertson. Robertson. Maybe he has a whole crazy story. I want that predestination too about Robertson. Yeah, because they said there's eleven agents. Oh yeah, because they said exactly. He's they one said of eleven. Oh yeah, agents. true. So right, right, yeah. Yeah, they made I'm a sinister too. They can make a predestination. This is actually this has made me want to rewatch the movie and see which people in the background are changing from each time thing because those might be agents oh. that are actually. Oh, definitely something to look out for on a rewatch. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that I really liked is that so Ethan Hawke is watching John and Jane meet from a distance, like Great. during that whole scene. He, he's also watching it. Um. And then he goes to the seventies to kill the Fizzle Bomber. Um. And uh, they fight, and the Fizzle Bomber like knocks Ethan Hawke out, and he gets up just in time to see himself get blown up f- from the previous time that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So he he oh. fails again. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And then he Wait, has to... So then, yeah? Yeah, sorry. So John, or, yeah, John at this point sees Ethan Hawke while he's getting blown up, right? Like, Ethan no, Hawke is... No, working. Ethan so Hawke... John is working as a time agent now, and Ethan Hawke sees John get blown up. Yeah. By the by, the fizzle bomber's bomb that he has now again failed to disarm. But does John, but, as he gets being burned, does he see Ethan Hawke like walk in and be like, "Oh shit, like that's me." I think I think that I he's, don't, he's got kind of. I don't think. I don't think so. I think he just sees him like as after he's blown up. And yeah, he's he like kind of like him. reaching for the yeah. for the time travel yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, because then he scoots it to him, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I hope you out, bro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, which is which we see in the very first scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, after Ethan Hawke fails to stop the fizzle bomber again, he goes back to 1964 to kidnap Jane's baby and then drops the baby off at the orphanage back yeah. in the late 40s. Because he's gotta. Because he's gotta. Yeah. And now we know that Jane is her own mother and daughter. And father. And father. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> Uh, my notes my notes here bar. just i i my notes should have been detailed but they just go completely off the rails um i wrote <laughs> she bumped into herself exclamation mark exclamation mark she's her own mother and her father and then my next note is just predestination and then four exclamation marks <laughs> i think maybe someone said the word predestination I and that's why he, I wrote oh i have that note um oh, robertson yeah. says you uh you're a gift given to the world through predestination paradox Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I wrote down she's her own mother. WTF? <laughs> um, and then I wrote my next note was he's using a typewriter. <laughs> and then it's himself! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! See, this is not really helpful. It's to not me helpful. No, yeah, I think my notes are more helpful. <laughs> yeah, no offense. So. 
Um, That's okay. My notes are very random as well. <laughs> At the very end, I was like, ooh, reverse age whiskey. Can I you, like time like- travel with whiskey? And I'm like, wait, did you're jumping ahead? You're jumping ahead. is literally just a letter P. That's it. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was, I was going. Yeah, <laughs> um. So after he drops the baby off in 1945, he retires, and he retires to New York like shortly before the big fizzle bomber blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And he re- the, the place he retires blast. is like a beautiful apartment. Like I'm obsessed with it. Well, I'm jealous it's, of it. Yeah, he only had a few hundred dollars in his pocket. Yeah, but he had a great place to to live out his days. That kind of reminds me of. Uh... Oh man, I, I know I'm just grabbing a bunch of references, but um, what was that movie with Ben Affleck? What was it called? He's in a lot of oh, movies. Oh, Paycheck. <laughs> Paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys yeah. see that one? Paycheck. The, the podcast oh. host yeah. connection we have here. He could just say a movie with Ben Affleck, and I know it's Paycheck. Yeah, Paycheck. <laughs> um, Paycheck where he like gives himself like flight. a lottery ticket at the well, spoiler alert. Yeah. But at the end of the yeah. movie, he has like a lottery ticket that he knows it's gonna win because he was like time traveling or something. Yeah. That movie was crazy. Mm-hmm. Also has Uma Thurman, I think. Is it Uma? I think it is. It I could think she's be. in it. Yeah, that sounds does right. It have that Ethan sounds Hawk? right. No, it does not have no. Ethan Hawk. Well, not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine well, I don't know. I was gonna say I can't yeah. imagine Ben Affleck and Ethan Hawk in a movie together. But too, wait, much star he, power. too much star power. When he retires yeah. though, his his machine is um yes. supposed to like decommission itself. Like uh-huh. you're, you're supposed to only be able to do a certain amount because again, as a, as I said, if you keep time traveling after like you've done a certain number of jumps, uh, you'll start having psychosis events and like it'll really degrade your health. And there's a bunch of bad things that will come from it. Right. So yeah, it's like as as he retires to this beautiful like mid-century complex in like Manhattan <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the machine is supposed to decommission itself, and you actually see it say like, uh, you know, like decommission fail. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah but yeah, instead but, it but fails. Then, random side thing too but why is the time machine a violent case like you think of anything that could have been like the time ah, machine i thought it was the briefcase at first like that uh-huh. silver briefcase that he was running around with but that's so all they the can fiddle with time like, Kyle, we already went over this <laughs> yeah yeah fiddling with time yeah, yeah. Um, i think i i imagine that like that's the smallest size that they could get the mechanics to be and they're probably like all right, what what can we make that's about this size? And they're like, oh, we can make a music case. And also, it's sure. kind of it's probably ask. kind of like unlikely to be stolen by you know, because like you're not gonna like oh yeah. just pick up a violin case. Mm-hmm. It it might also be like the only thing that's consistent across all timelines too. Like true. in the 1940s, that mm. violin case looks like a violin case. In that's the 1980s, true. it's still yeah. like a violin case. Yeah, so it's like uh, in Doctor Who, the TARDIS. Like it, you know, it wasn't always supposed. It wasn't always a police box, but it got stuck that way. So now this like really like 1950s <laughs> police box is just like in you know ancient Egypt and every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact about Doctor Who. I'd be happy to share lots of Doctor Who facts. <laughs> another another time travel thing I have not watched, which is Doctor Who. I feel like oh, I should watch it. Oh, yeah. You should watch uh, it. At least New Who. Like, you can't... That's too much to ask someone to go back and watch, like, every Doctor Who. But New Who from, like, Doctor Nine onwards is very good. Okay. Yeah. 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 
I had a bunch of like college friends that were really into it. And I watched like two episodes and I just remember one of them had like the Daleks that were just screeching. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is about, but it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think that you need to like watch. Um, it's like kind of important which episodes you're shown first to like be able okay. to get into oh. it. But anyway, I'll just send you like a list of ones you should <laughs> yeah. watch. The first Doctor Who, sorry, we're totally on a new tangent now. So it was like some episode with a giant shark. That's all I remember was that there was the giant shark. And I was like, okay. Hmm. I don't know if I remember that. It's been a while since I've watched it, though. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Ethan Hawke does pick up a typewriter. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to like this antique shop, and uh, and he he's playing with his typewriter, and he says, "I get kind of sentimental about the past." And then the shopkeeper girl was like, so are you a writer? And he says, I used to be. <laughs> yeah, I felt like there was definitely sexual tension between them, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think, did they end up together? I think so. You don't really see it. But in the uh, next scene, yeah, yes. in the next scene, we see Ethan Hawke. He's like trying to track down the fizzle bomber. And um, he finds him and it's, old ethan hawk yeah yeah um and Crazy. so old ethan hawk is like taunting him like oh you're gonna shoot me right now if you shoot me right now you're completing the cycle and uh you know what you think you're gonna be with her that girl from the shop forever yeah. um He's anyway like, i'll never be you yeah and i loved i i really liked how they like made old ethan hawk look like i loved yeah, his like long so gray hair and his yeah. teeth were all like yeah, really janky yeah. and like the glasses it was good um and then we find out i didn't really this is when my notes kind of derailed but then i said oh damn ethan hogg is also jane slash john i don't remember how we really found i mean it was you know i don't know i don't remember because i'd seen it before i don't remember if i the first time i watched it thought that that was like such an amazing reveal at the end or if i kind of saw it coming but like when did uh ethan hawk go back to pick up jane and then jane became right yeah, or John, sorry. Yeah. And then what happens after that? In that time John line? becomes the time Yeah, because the time person. Right, and okay. And as John after becomes the, the time person, then Barkeeper, also known as Ethan yes. Hawke's character, uh, decommissions himself. Yeah, where are we in this time? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sorry, okay. It's all coming back to me now. This is the part that I stopped taking right, notes right, during. Right, right. Yeah, so he goes back and he picks, he, he gets John and says it's time to go. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then he starts that process. Yeah, and then he says, but he says, like, now you can understand who you were to yourself back then. And maybe now you're ready to understand who I am, too. And then it's like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. Oh, and, like, around the same time, I put this in my notes because I was like, oh, he said something. When he went to go pick up uh, John from, like, basically when he disappeared from Jane and Jane was like, and he disappeared and I never saw him again. Um, In the bar, he said, I never wanted to leave. Or no, when he was, like, getting basically time abducted, he was like, I never wanted to leave her. And Ethan was like, no, and now you know too. And I was like, oh. (laughs) right yeah yeah uh, yeah at least he had that comfort in like you know that he had that closure i feel like to me that was neat, much needed yeah for jane's sake yeah as john yeah 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 and uh, the one thing that bothered me though is that they were sitting they were standing ethan hawk uh barkeeper ethan hawk and john were standing so close to where the bench where jane was sitting 
-hmm. It was just like, like that was the one like directorial <laughs> decision that was a little like, okay, can you move them a little further? So yeah, I mean, I think the yeah. point was so that you could see all three of them in the same yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it was just, it was just yeah. kind of funny to me. Yeah. It's like Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke, and also Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's how I look at this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild. And then like when he also does his decommission thing at the very end too. You already brought this up, but like the the whiskey he brings them, it's a yeah. Dewar's. It's a like really expensive whiskey, but it it reverse ages. So he's he's taken that like back in time with him somehow, mm -hmm. and it's. Or it's it's like I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's just weird to think about. Yeah. Like, you think about whiskey now. It's aged. How's the whiskey guy for all but those listening? He's like reverse <laughs> aging the whiskey. So you have yeah. aged whiskey at the year that it was bottled, probably. And it's like it shouldn't be that old, but it is that old already. It's weird. Yeah. Right, yeah. Time travel, dude. Time yeah, travel. I want to taste some time traveled whiskey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love his like last line in the movie too, where um, I can't one hundred percent remember it, but it's something about like uh i loved her and i never stopped loving her and i will continue to love her or something mm. like that mm -hmm. continue uh, but yeah it's has no choice wild yeah mm -hmm. but i guess in the end they have to all be content with the situation to keep going on with the loop yeah and with with the whole thing i brought up earlier with uh the future time travel you only see the hints of that in the news clippings of the fizzle bomber because uh, the Fizzle Bomber's whole backstory is the Fizzle Bomber is trying to. I don't want to spoil this again for people it's who are. No, it's no, yeah, no you got to do it. Yeah, you got to spoil it. Uh, like the Fizzle Bomber has been like the Fizzle Bomber has the Fizzle Bomber is barkeeper. It's old yeah. barkeeper. Yeah, and the Fizzle Bomber has been using this device now to travel forward in time to see what the future outcomes of history are. And then traveling back in time oh, to yeah. bomb certain locations so that that future history will not happen. So, like, if mm -hmm. a plane like crashes with 200 people, he's going to go back and kill that one pilot. So that pilot can never do the flight that now kills 200 people. But yes. somehow that bomb might kill, like, 10 people in the process. Mm -hmm. So is that 10 people that died worth the lives of 200 that were saved? And he, in his psychosis mind, as it's slowly degrading from all his time travel, is thinking now, like, the more people that die, the more people I'm saving to the point where the large fizzle bomb that he's trying to now disable uh, before he got oh, decommissioned levels 10 New York City blocks. Right. That's a huge bomb. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what point in history is he trying to stop by leveling 10 yeah. New York City blocks? I mean, is this like World War Three that he saw? And is he trying yeah, to like stop that from helping. happening? Like with um, the fizzle bomb, who knows? So only he knows. Yeah. So this this is it's a very interesting look at this movie because it is a time loop, but at the end also fizzle bomber like dies, so he kills himself. So it's kind of it's like a loop with a tail because it still has an ending. It doesn't yeah. recycle itself. Yeah. So fizzle yeah. bomber, the fizzle bomber has an end. Yeah, because he shoots him. He yeah. He, he yeah. shoots his old self. So then, what happens next? He becomes the old it, fizzle bomber, though. He becomes the fizzle bomber. Because he, he knew that he had done it before. And that's what I thought was interesting. One of the interesting things about this is, like, there's, like, an almost, like, smugness uh, toward, like, middle-aged Ethan Hawke, toward younger himself, where, like, this, this had to happen. This is inevitable. Like, mm -hmm. you just have to accept this. And then moments later, he's confronting a future that he didn't see coming. And he's so shocked and so taken aback by it. And his older self is like, you have to accept this. This is just what's going to happen. Um, so it's interesting to see that like himself at different points, even though he's looking back and saying like, 
well, this has already happened to me, so of course it was going to happen. Uh, when it comes to mm-hmm. the future, he's still facing so much uncertainty. Um, yeah. And he's he can still be shocked by events in the future, like when he confronts the Fizzle Bomber and finds out that it's himself. Yeah. Like Fizzle Bomber talks to Barkeeper the same way Barkeeper talks to John. Exactly, yeah. It's the same smugness. It's like you will realize when you get to my point, like why this is all necessary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he Could sort Ethan Hawke in that chain. moment travel beyond what old Ethan Hawke has been and see for himself? You can't, because it's because you're it's inevitable. Time is inevitable in this movie. You can't like it will happen. I what feel like happened, the only thing happen. he could have done was kill, kill himself. himself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 That would have really put an end to it. His young, mm-hmm. his current, his current self, self. Yeah, not yeah, his yeah. future self, mm-hmm. which is what he does. Yeah. Yeah. But then, if he ends himself, then he disappears completely from existence. But because then all he those be things in the fizzle bomber stop. Yeah. 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 Then that would be that would mess with a lot of stuff. But. But yeah. if the fizzle bomber stuff never happened, would they ever have to go and try and recruit Jane then for this whole thing? No. Would the time so the time crimes committee be actually a thing to stop mm-hmm. the fizzle bomber thing from that point? Or would they have to send a new eight well no a new agent? He would never even been an agent then. Yeah. Yeah. This would have never happened. Yeah. So if he kills himself, then he ends the entire cycle yeah. of any of this movie even happening. Yeah. Well, <laughs> It's true. It's deep. We are deep, guys. I can't even see the surface anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, predestination. I liked it. What do you guys? Yeah, we all like this movie. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was Jonathan, fun. It was, so it, was, it, was, it was your first time watching it. So no, I had a good time. You had a good time. It was fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I'll it's watch it again and again. Definitely a roller coaster of a ride with the movie. Um, for me, being into these time travel movies, I believe that this one is the best time travel movie I have seen. And it features our favorite actor, Ethan Hawke. Our yeah. favorite actor. <laughs> you can't really get better than this one. Unless, do you know any other time travel movies that Ethan Hawke's in? I'd be willing to watch those. He hasn't done any other time travel, I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah. No, he should. Um, he's done, the I mean, he's done a lot of... movie was... Daybreakers? Well, yeah, Gattaca as well. Oh, Gattaca. Oh, Gattaca. That's good. I think you guys would like yeah. Gattaca. It's like kind oh, of high, okay. high concept right, type of thing. A little side note Easter egg, too. Um, <laughs> I've been looking this up as well. But when uh, Jane is like on the typewriter or whatever and typing out stuff, she has a copy of Stranger in a Strange Land, which is a book by Robert A. Heinlein. Um, and the movie was actually based on Heinlein's short story, All You Zombies. Oh. So it's oh. it's a book within the movie itself so that universe is like actually in this own universe so it's a whole time travel thing in a time travel thing love it nice yeah <laughs> well, she is do you a remember when people travel. anytime anything was inside of anything else inception. like inception, yeah, inception. <laughs> even yeah. though that's not what inception oh, and then someone would have to say that's not even what it means yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was crucial yeah. to the entire phrase of saying inception <laughs> um yeah, so I pulled up some reviews of this movie from the time it came out. It was actually pretty well received. It was like, so the New York Times review basically boils down to like, this could have been really bad, but it wasn't actually bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Yeah, and this is by Manola Dargis, who I think we've heard from before. Uh, who says um, about Ethan Hawke specifically, 
Although he disappears for large stretches, Mr. Hawk serves as both the narrator and the story's ballast amid all the woo-woo interludes and disruptions. <laughs> the puzzle piece you hold and worry about even as the scenery changes and identities shift. His temporal agent contains sly multitudes and could easily have become a gimmick, but Mr. Hawk brings enough pathos and soul to his performance that the conceit soon becomes a man. Well, for starters. <laughs> That's, fun. That's fun, yeah. And then um, Peter Travers also lauded uh, Ethan Hawke's performance for Rolling Stone. He said, Ethan Hawke, at his mesmerizing best, stars as a temporal agent, a time traveler with a mission to stop the future to stop future murder before they happen uh yeah so yeah people generally kind of liked this movie uh he gave it three out of four stars and um liked ethan hawk in it mm-hmm. gotta agree yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Same. yeah. um all good things all good things yeah it has a pretty decent rotten tomato score it has 83 percent one bad thing about this movie one let's bad thing about this movie. the table <laughs> <laughs> the look of old ethan hawk Oh, yeah, I love I love Fizzle Bomber. Look. I think I think it works for the movie. Yeah, and also it like feels it like does. Ethan Hawke, like spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. that maybe if you're not like willing to go for the ride, the amount of times we have like subsequent reveals of like giant <laughs> yeah. information does start to feel like you know. And then there's this, <gasps> you know. Yeah. Um, and then it, maybe it starts to to lose its its potency. But once you put all the pieces together. I think you see like, I mean, it all makes sense. You know, they're, they're not just reveals for the sake of reveals. They're reveals for the sake of putting all the pieces of this one person that's also five different people together. Um, yeah. But I think as a viewer, it's possible to sort of be like, okay, and now he's his mother and now he's his father and now he's the future <laughs> himself. And you, you, you can sort of start to get a little bit like worn down by it. Um, but I, I still think it works. Yeah. Love it. I would say I didn't like the use of the song "I'm My Own Grandpa." I, I that was cheesy. I was like, <sighs> "Yeah, that guy." that was like, "I want to listen to my song." <laughs> yeah. It's like cheesy and like too much of a in movie spoiler. spoiler. I'm like, okay, come on. If you didn't get it at this point, like this is the cheesiest way to reveal. I don't know. Not a fan of mm-hmm. that song. A compliment towards this movie, though. A compliment and a complaint oh. in one is that this is definitely a movie where like. If you need to do a bathroom break or something like that, like pause it. Yeah. This is a movie you cannot look down at your phone <laughs> and check a suggestion to all you podcast. You will miss like vital information. This is a movie where you have to have your eyes on it. Like even blinking, you might miss something. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely a movie where you want to rewatch it. Watch through it like, like two, three times. Smart, I guess. You'll catch little <laughs> things in the background. You're like, oh, that's a change. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's cute. Fun, yeah. fun times. Yeah. Uh, and I, oh, I, I think. To to their credit, like they took such a nauseatingly complex idea, yeah. and made it like understandable within the confines of the movie. Because there are some movies that are like too smart for their own good that you can't you can't even tell what's going on. Um, but here, like you you know, the concept is is there's just so many layers there, and you can keep peeling the back if you want to. But if you're a casual viewer, I think it still makes sense you know it's not too yeah. i think most people are going to come away and be like okay i i got what was going on maybe i had to think a little bit but like it's pretty easy to follow for the most part yeah yeah it was an enjoyable sequence of events mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even hawk can pour a mean pint of beer <laughs> that was like a perfect pour he did wow. yeah 
<laughs> yeah, this, nice. is, this is his beer pouring stunt double. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do his own pours. That was that was a little inconsistency. I actually noticed when I watched it like the fourth time around watching this movie. He's like filling the, the yes, I noticed that whatever. too. What was it? It, it was like, like just like a slight pull. editing like uh, uh, in, in, inconsistency. There, it's like it's not quite like it's filling up and then it cuts to like from one side to the other side and he's it's not as full as it was um, it's a, a match on so action maybe he actually time here. traveled while <laughs> pouring the beer <laughs> i messed yeah. up the pour oh, i gotta do it again <laughs> yeah that's funny i love those like movie mess ups in the background the only one i can think of off the top of my head is in the princess diaries like something about a corn dog like she takes a bite of the corn dog and then she's like oh grandma try this like you've never had a corn dog before and she's like okay and she like takes a bite of the corn dog but the corn dog is full corn wow. dog no bite time traveling corn dog time traveling for the corn dog yeah i feel like you you probably you actually see it more on tv than movies because they just don't have as much time right, to right, right. you know because they expect an episode is expected every week so the turnaround is much faster and so like there'll be things that i like i just notice on tv shows like with bangs that's a big one where bangs like someone's <laughs> it's like slightly parted and then it'll cut back to them and then they're like straight right. or like a bangs necklace is one side then the other side right, you right, know right, stuff right. like that happens yeah. a lot continuity mm. man it's tough yeah um, Jonathan, do you have something you'd like to share with us? Sure. Well, I figure it's time for a hawk fact. It's time for a hawk fact. <gasps> would you, uh, Kyle, would you like to caca as well? Or do a hawk noise. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't want to tell you how to do, do your hawk noise. Oh, there's, um, there's a way. Well, there's, do I mean. Do you guys have any suggestions? <laughs> the, the real hawk noise is like a kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. It's a screech. Oh, Jesus Christ. Should we do it at the same time? Count us down. Okay. Three, two, one. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So, well. Um, this week. So, I was looking up into, like, uh, uh, gender things related to Hawks. Um there i was there was one thing about okay so this is this is not the hawk fact i just want you to know this this is a a hawk aside this is a hawk aside this is about a fish uh black-sided hawkfish which is a species of hawkfish from the indio indo-pacific uh which is um it's a sequential hermaphrodite Uh, adults start life as females but the largest female in the group changes sex to a male if that position is vacated but that is not the hawk fact that is just a little fun fun little a fun little thing about a um fish gender and hawk Hawk fish yes um and i was reading about uh uh male and female hawks um and they their heart they're actually pretty hard to tell apart um because they have like they have identical plumage so they look their their feathers and all that stuff look the same um but the general difference is that they have it's called uh this is what the scientific term is reverse sexual size dimorphism which basically means that adult males are smaller than adult females Ah. and so and you can tell apart a little bit by behavior um only the female broods the young. 
Um, if a hawk returns to a nest with prey in its talons with the female in the nest, that means that it's a male because that's, you know. So th there's, there's a few different things that, like, you could tell apart. And also, genetically, uh, this is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, in sex, so in human sex chromosomes, female has two X chromosomes while the male carries one X and one Y. In birds, that pattern is reversed. So the female carries two different sex chromosomes identified as W and Z, while male birds carry two Z chromosomes. Interesting. Um, w. You don't hear that yeah. one often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got my W chromosome. What up? This yeah, just reminds me of Kaylee's of mom because she loves the yes. uh, hawk watching. <laughs> she does love the hawk watching. Yeah, I think we brought that up. I was, we talked about that like a week or two ago. Yeah. Wait, what, what was it? Uh, Kaylee's mom likes to watch the hawks, the little baby hawks yeah. hatch in mm -hmm. the nest. And mm -hmm. now that I know the mothers do the all the brooding, you know, I guess it's just the mom up there. I don't know. Where's yeah. the dad? Absent. <laughs> Man. And is this classic? Time <laughs> the dad's time traveling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. true, true, true. Back steal his young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's that's kind of it. Cool. But well, I thought maybe cool. you could uh, dedicate this this hawk fact to um, Christian Cooper, who's the New York uh, the bird watcher, bird watcher in New York, who was uh, unfortunately oh, yeah. a recent. Uh, had a racist incident but um his his big thing his big passion is bird watching he's very passionate about birds if you've ever seen That's a good I, wa I watched a couple of like videos of him and mm -hmm. stuff yeah, like that yeah he's very passionate about yeah he's, bird he's watching. very passionate about birds yeah. and uh and bird watching does and, he have a youtube and, you say i uh, i think he did like some sort of like he, he did like a he's series been or on something. like shows and things like that yeah Whoa. he's like a member of the new york audubon society and stuff like that so he's a Whoa. cool dude um so yeah that's yeah Good, good dedication. Bird watching. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm gonna look into his stuff. <laughs> cool. We, me and Kyle have been seeing a lot of cool birds around here, and we just come up with fake funny names for them. So. Nice. <laughs> We're not professionals by any means. <laughs> That's more fun, though. Honestly, yeah. mm -hmm. it's more creative. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, this has been a delight. Thank you guys for joining us to talk I about predestination. Honored. Um, I've been Harper and you can find me on the internet at Harping About and something I've been enjoying in pop culture outside of Ethan Hawke is uh, The Vampire Diaries. The last time we recorded was about two weeks ago and I had not started watching The Vampire Diaries at that point. I am now almost done with season four of The Vampire wow. Diaries it, just in two weeks and it's like a full it's like an old show with like full 24 episode seasons you know like I've watched a lot of Vampire Diaries in the last two weeks and I'm enjoying it I'm surprised I thought it was like a dumb show and I'm completely hooked on it <laughs> uh, yeah so Vampire Diaries um, Jonathan where can the people find you and what have you been uh, enjoying in pop culture uh, okay, well, I'm Jonathan. You can find me on Instagram and Letterbox at John Zavaleta. Uh, thing I've been enjoying, um, right I now. was playing uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 lately <laughs> um, on the PlayStation 2, which is fun. And I've also been listening to uh, this podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, with Conan O'Brien of the show Conan. Mm -hmm. um, and I found that you can do those two things at the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need, whenever I listen to podcasts, I need something to do. I can't just be like 
sitting or whatever. So I have to have something that's like something I can focus on, but that doesn't require my concentration. So like usually doing dishes or driving or things like that. But it turns out I can also play some video games while listening to podcasts. <laughs> so now I'm 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 staying I'm consuming as much media content at once as possible. Nice. I support it. Seems like a very quarantine appropriate thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyle and Kelsey, uh, where can the people find you and what have you been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawk? And do you have anything else you'd like to plug? Um, I have been watching that uh New Garden bake off like the great oh, British bake off yes. garden. Yeah, uh-huh. that's been my thing. Fun. Yeah. People don't need to find me. I'll remain anonymous in okay. the You don't wanna plug your class. you don't have like a website you wanna plug or anything? No. Okay. We're good. Kyle, what's your uh, <laughs> People can find me on Instagram at Appleture. Um, it's like Aperture for cameras, but Apple, like the fruit. Or the company. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I've just been enjoying uh, the the stay-at-home life, I guess, right yeah. now. Um, the mindless days that you don't even know what day of the week it is, but uh, still getting to, I've been going by pretty fast. Yeah, so yeah. getting to be home with like our dogs and uh, getting to experiment with like foods in the kitchen oh, yeah. and so, gardening and gardening you should see a garden. Lot of gardening. it's like crazy that's cool nice. might not have that's much good. space in the back but i'm we'll making make use of it yeah <laughs> fun cool well thank you guys for joining us this was a great time don't leave when we um stop recording though because we need to take a selfie with you guys um oh, sure. but yeah okay um thanks everyone good night bye yeah, bye bye <laughs>